Now today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. The Senate approves an $854 billion minibus to fund the Departments of Defense, Health and Human Services, Labor, and Education. The package also includes a short-term fix to keep the government open through early December. The bill is headed to the House, where lawmakers are expected to approve it next week. The minibus includes a 2.6% increase in military pay. The Senate Committee on Veterans Affairs confirms two nominees for the department. James Gaffer wins approval to be the Chief Information Officer and Assistant Secretary of the VA's Office of Information Technology. Gaffer is a former Marine who worked as an Executive Director with Ernst & Young. The committee also approves Tamara Bonzato to be the Assistant Secretary of the VA Office of Accountability and Whistleblower Protection. Formerly, Bonzato was a healthcare investigator for the House VA Committee. Both nominations now head to the Senate for a full vote. Veterans Affairs Strategic Analytics for Improvement in Learning Scorecard shows an increase in improvement in learning. 71% of VA medical centers get higher marks for quality. Only 5% declined. VA no longer considers five medical centers high risk. It says department-wide initiatives in improving care drove the better scores. VA Secretary Robert Wilkie calls it a step in the right direction. VA reaches its goal of deciding more than 80,000 appeals for disability claims this year. The number represents a 50% increase over 2017. VA has hired 186 new attorneys this fiscal year to help the agency address backlogged claims. The agency is implementing a new law designed to make it easier for veterans to appeal claims decisions and get decisions in a more timely and transparent manner. The second-highest Republican in the Senate looks to strengthen a cybersecurity program at the Homeland Security Department. Senator John Cornyn introduces a bill to enhance the Continuous Diagnostics and Mitigation Program. The bill would require DHS to develop a strategy to keep the CDM program up-to-date against the latest cyber threats. The House passed Congressman John Ratcliffe's version of the bill last month. Health and Human Services takes a page out of the playbook of major retailers. It's using blockchain to give contracting officers visibility into the entire department's acquisition function. The new system, called Accelerate, is set to foster better decision-making, saving both time and money. Associate Deputy Assistant Secretary for Acquisition Jose Arrieta compares it to price match guarantee at department stores. The Navy kicks off part one of a two-part network modernization effort. The Navy yesterday takes a major step forward in its desire to break up the 18-year-old Navy Marine Corps intranet program and consolidate existing networks. The Don releases the first of two major requests for proposals under the Next Generation Enterprise Network or NGEN Recompete program. The RFP is to replace and support more than 400,000 pieces of IT hardware across 600,000 users. The Navy will buy everything from laptops to desktops to tablets to two-in-one detachable ultra-small desktops to zero or thin client devices. Bids are due November 19th. I'm Jason Miller. The Air Force has an ambitious plan to grow its force over the next decade, but it's not ready to talk about how much it'll cost. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has more. Air Force leaders told reporters yesterday the plan to add 74 new squadrons was based on thousands of simulations of how the service might need to respond to future combat demands. But at least so far, those models don't include how many and what types of aircraft it might need to buy. Air Force leaders say those estimates will be forthcoming between now and next March. For now, they say they just wanted to disclose the expansion plan in order to begin a conversation. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. If you're an officer in the Air Force and you're over 30, your dreams of being a pilot may not be dead. The Air Force is granting a three-year extension for the Undergraduate Flying Training Selection Board, which means applicants under 33 years of age do not need an exception to become pilots, combat systems officers, or air battle managers. 
EPA's Inspector General announces his retirement. Arthur Elkins Jr. will retire from federal service after nearly a decade on the job. Prior to his IG role, Elkins worked as the EPA's Associate General Counsel. The EPA says he's accepted a job outside the federal government. Earlier this month, the IG's office released a report challenging former Administrator Scott Pruitt's use of around-the-clock security. The Presidential Management Fellows Program turns 40 years old, and the Office of Personnel Management is accepting applications for the 41st year of this leadership development program. OPM says the 2019 PMF application period starts October 9th. President Jimmy Carter created the PMF through an executive order in 1977. OPM originally established the PMF program as the Presidential Fellows Intern Program, which graduated its first class to fellows in 1978. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.